All right. So, Caitlin, we're taking a look at the Facebook monopoly today, right? Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. Well, I'm very interested in that because, you know, I don't know necessarily that it's the best thing to break up a company like that. Like, it might set a dangerous precedent for government control. So, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I will let you know what I have learned so far. Great. Okay, so Facebook uh, was founded in 2004. And we all... Yeah. Four short laters, I yeah. jumped, on, jumped on board. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we all probably have heard of or uh, seen that uh, founding story of Facebook. And obviously, it was a huge hit and a major success. So um, now it's they are being considered a monopoly. And I'm going to just explain a little bit why. Okay. So in 2010... This is the year of the iPhone 4. And there was a new app created called Bourbon. And what Bourbon was, huh. was it was a social check-in app. So you would go onto Bourbon and you would say, I'm at Starbucks. And then if anyone else that you knew was at Starbucks, they would see that you were at Starbucks. And there it would be like, oh, I'm at Starbucks. Or I'm going to Starbucks. Or hey, I'll come see you at Starbucks. So it was kind of just a way of people to keep track of where you're at. That's how it started. Uh, that, that became like Facebook check-ins or? No. Oh, that okay. actually became Instagram. Interesting. I know. It is kind of interesting because <laughs> at first it had nothing to do with fo- photos. It was just a check-in. But then they were – the founders of Facebook were realizing, oh, um, I wish I could post a photo with my check-in. So, like, I'm at Starbucks and here's the picture of my Starbucks So they changed it to be more photo related. And they also included filters that could make your photo look better right into the app. So for 2010, this was extremely exciting and lots of people bought onto it. So much so that by 2011, Mark Zuckerberg realized that Instagram could be destructive to Facebook. And there's quotes and emails where he says, this could be disruptive to us. <laughs> um, so he actually buys Instagram for $1 billion. Okay. And at the time, this is completely unheard of for a tech company to sell for $1 billion uh, in 2011. It had never been done. And at the time, many people did not think Instagram was worth $1 billion because in 2011, it did not have the following that it has now. I wasn't on Instagram in 2011. It took me a long time to get on there. Yeah, I know. So, But um, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg saw its potential and bought it for $1 billion. At the time, it only had 13 employees as well. Wow. Yeah. Quite a big number for 13 employees. I wonder how much they each got. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was a pretty big move by Facebook, but at the time, no one was concerned. No one was like, oh, Facebook could potentially turn into a monopoly now because they have Instagram. Because there was this overarching belief that Facebook, any day, overnight, it could become like many of the social media sites or sites that have failed, uh, like MySpace. So people were saying, okay, whatever, Facebook is really popular right now. They've jumping on board to Instagram. But at any given moment, those could all fail and become obsolete because that had, was what had happened in the past. Um, by 2014, many celebrities uh, were on Instagram. 
And that's kind of what took off the whole um, influencer stage of Instagram, which made Instagram extremely popular. And now we know like a lot of celebrities make millions of dollars off of just what they're posting on Instagram, um, getting paid for their targeted posts. Also in 2011, Snapchat was created. Oh, so the same year as Instagram. Well, this almost the same year Facebook bought Instagram. Okay. Sorry, when did Instagram start? 2010. Okay. So within a year, Mark Zuckerberg was like, this is a billion dollar company. Yes. Yes. Just, just fact check myself and that looks like that's correct. Um, okay. So in 2010, Snapchat was also created. And um, pretty soon, there was 350 million images sent on Snapchat every day. So that is a lot of images being sent back and forth. And as I think we saw, not necessarily for us, well, a little bit for our age, but especially those younger than us, it became like the main form of communication. Yeah, Yeah, it was only done on Snapchat. I'll just send you like one paraphrase and a shot of my roof. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. And the streaks, you know, those are right. right. Those are crucial. Um, Okay, so Facebook obviously saw Snapchat's popularity and um, similar to Instagram, they wanted a piece of that. So they actually offered Snapchat $3 billion for their company. Holy. And Snapchat said no. (laughs) So... It's pretty funny, actually, that they said no to $3 billion. Yeah, I love it. I know. So they stood on their own. Um, but what Facebook did instead is they added Instagram stories. And Snapchat said they have never recovered from the addition to the Instagram stories. Um, so now Instagram can act virtually the same as Snapchat. You can send the pictures that are going to uh, delete themselves or be erased immediately, or you can put on a story that's going to stay for 24 hours, very similar to the Snapchat format. So this, um, this again, wasn't a sign that Facebook was becoming a monopoly because all of a sudden, Snapchat, who was a major player, uh, was not going to go... Um, was not going to be bought out by Facebook. So in 2018, the Instagram founders actually decided to leave their company. So when they were bought for $1 billion, they had made a deal with Mark Zuckerberg that they could stay on and that he would listen to their suggestions and that the app could really still belong to them. Uh, But it was just owned by Facebook. But between 2011 and 2018, the founders of Instagram found that that was not true. So Mark Zuckerberg was just putting more of his priorities into the app and not listening so much to their suggestions. Uh, And they were pushing the two apps together. Uh, Today, they are still, um, Facebook is working on merging Instagram and Facebook even more so that the two apps are completely interconnected. They're planning on making the messenger system for Facebook to be completely in line with the messages system on Instagram. So it's really almost going to be like like a streamlined thing. Yes, exactly. So you open your Instagram messages. It's also your Facebook messages. Yes, exactly. It's the same. So this was in 2018 when they decided to leave. And again, the reason was because they thought Mark Zuckerberg was just pushing the two apps together 
too much. But also in 2018, there was a lot of information released over Facebook's uh, misuse of data. Uh, If you remember back in 2016 when the uh, U.S. election was, uh, there was lots of talks about how Facebook handled the election and uh, whether it was letting uh, users' data become too much of a selling feature for... Political advertisers? Yes. And scammers? Yeah. So there was, uh, yeah, in the election in 2016, there was a lot of talk about how Facebook was maybe selling the data inappropriate to political advertisers and maybe playing a bigger part in the election than people thought they should have been. So a lot of topics that were discussed during this time were Facebook's use of privacy and Facebook's role in democracy and elections. Uh, We know that a lot of things were pushed out from different countries in 2016 through Facebook. And so a lot of people were talking about whether Facebook should be able to do that and have that kind of power. I think uh, many people believe that Instagram or sorry, Facebook played a major role in the 2016 election. And so a lot of discussions started to happen over whether that should be allowed and what role social media is going to play in the future of democracy. So. Uh, Because of all this in 2018, all these discussions happening, the FTC and the attorney generals uh, decided that they were going to sue Facebook for creating a monopoly. Um, And they're saying that Facebook was trying to kill off competition and the consumers need more choice especially for concerns around privacy. So if Facebook is a monopoly, that means that really it's the only option for a social media app is to be on Facebook, but that means consumers don't have choices over privacy. You either have to agree... Facebook is stealing yours. Yes, you just have (laughs) to agree to their privacy um, regulations or you're not on Facebook or Instagram, which is the government is saying is the major social medias. So the government filed this lawsuit, and it was a really big deal. Uh, The last time this had happened was with Microsoft uh, 20 years earlier. So that happened in 1999, um, where the government decided that they were going to sue Microsoft for being a monopoly. In the 1980s, Microsoft had 80% of computer users. And one of the big things it was saying about Microsoft is that Microsoft was uh, purposely inhibiting other competitors to be a part of their program. So one thing they were doing is they were including the internet um, in their bundle. If you bought a Microsoft program, the internet was included, but that meant that other internet companies could not, like they weren't able to make a profit. Because they couldn't use Microsoft at all? Yeah, they couldn't use Microsoft because Microsoft already had their own internet included. So that was kind of the last big time that this, the government filed a lawsuit against a company for specifically monopolies. Now, the government is has stated in their lawsuit against Facebook that their problem is specifically that Facebook bought Instagram. Now, Facebook obviously has some problems with this because in 2011, when it bought Instagram, no one seemed to care. So Facebook says they're only being punished for being successful and making Instagram more successful than it could have been. So only almost 10 years later are people starting to care that Facebook bought Instagram. 
Um, they are saying that Facebook crushed competition and they have emails from Mark specifically talking about competition <laughs> and how to crush the competition. Um, Facebook says uh, they made Instagram. So there's no way for the government to prove that Instagram would have been successful at all without Facebook, which I think is a valid argument. You can't prove that Instagram would have taken off necessarily in the same way without Facebook. And it is and possible. And stealing the Snapchat formula. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that was probably a Facebook move, right? So, um, and another, a few other arguments from Facebook are that the apps are free. So typically when you think of a monopoly, a big problem that monopolies cause is that they can raise the price and there's no competition to keep that price at a sustainable level. But if the apps are free, Facebook says, why should that matter? And Facebook says that the government is really underestimating the other sources of social media that are out there that Facebook is in competition with, like TikTok and Snapchat, which would not be bought out by Facebook. Well, I would just say that, yeah, those arguments make it really hard to prove antitrust. But at this point in time, you just need to like change the rules. Facebook does cost something. It costs all your data for every single person who uses the app. And they're not even aware of that. Yes, that's exactly right. So Facebook is really arguing like the money side yes. of things. Our apps are free. No one's giving us money. But what they're failing to mention is that they're selling your data. Yes. And then Snapchat already has never recovered from the Instagram taking their stories and things like that. And then TikTok is like very different from Facebook. Like You can't really just like whatever you know, go to somebody's profile and, and like, or join a group or anything like that. Like it is quite a different platform. So then when you take those two away, there is no competition. Yes, I know. And they also did mention an app called uh parlor as huh. one of their major, um, Comp competitors, I guess, and I I meant to download Parler just oh, to for check it out. fun to see what it is. But I haven't yet, but apparently it's specifically for conservatives. But oh. I have no idea. So it's, it's only what it for conservatives. Does. Well, I, I that's what I read, but I don't okay. I don't well, know we'll what it, it does. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get back to you on whether or not you should have Parler. <laughs> okay, so um, although. Typically, when you think of a monopoly, you kind of think of that money uh, being the problem, that the prices are being too high. But really what the law says is that uh, to be a monopoly, you have to prove that the company is doing harm to consumers. So typically, that's in uh, raising the prices. That's harm to the consumers because the price of bread might be way higher because you are the only grocery store in town and no one has any other options. But what's being argued now is that harm to the consumers could be privacy. So Facebook is harming its consumers by selling our privacy and giving us targeted ads. And then, again, that leading into the role that they have in democracy and elections, which I think is not a stretch to prove that selling privacy is a harm to consumers. I think mm -hmm. that could easily be argued uh, with all the new information coming out about privacy and how much of our privacy these apps are taking that we don't even realize. I think most people can understand that selling your privacy could potentially have some consumer harm in the same way as raising prices, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I know, but I'm also like, you're rubbing off of me, <laughs> your opinions yes. on privacy. So maybe <laughs> other people don't feel that way. But in our household, we are big on privacy. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a big paper on Facebook and did a presentation on like all their 
shady practices, but that was even a few years back. So we should we should just do an update and see where we're at now, like post-2020 election. Yeah, and all of your privacy rants are kind of ingrained in me a little <laughs> bit more. At first, I was like, I don't well, care at all. <laughs> and, and they say, like, okay, it's fine that we're selling your privacy because you signed off on it, but they hide the information, like, deep in the terms and conditions because they don't want you to see it because most people, if they just read it flat out, would not be comfortable. Yeah, I think it's it's... It seems to go way further than it's it needs shady. to. Yeah. And I understand that that's how Facebook is making their money. But do they have to take all of my privacy? Could they not just take... When also, you know, who are they selling it to? How are they using it? It's... Once you start going down that rabbit hole, it's not chill. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no coming back from that rabbit hole. Um, so then and another big argument that I was saying... About that Facebook has is the time. Why did they not say this was a problem in 2011? And why are they forcing Facebook to potentially break up their um, company 10 years later? And the main reason is because the FTC was asleep at the wheel for most of the last 20 years. They were not... paying attention to tech. They didn't really see it as an industry that could cause potential harm, and they did not really uh, see its potential. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, in well, this was more like in 2020, but in 2020, they're like, oh my goodness, this has major impacts on consumers, and there's a lot going on here that isn't okay. So now they're starting to make a change. And they're realizing that these tech companies have way more power than they ever realized back in 2011. Um, now, another thing that's going to cause a big problem in this case is, like I was saying earlier, Facebook is really working on merging Facebook and Instagram even more. So they're trying to have the exact same messaging system. And they've actually been, this has been Facebook's major project for the last two years is to get this merging. And like, when I heard that, I could see that happening on Facebook. Like now, if you post a picture on Instagram, it's asking you if you want to post it on Facebook at the exact same time. Or if you post a story on Instagram, lots of those stories are going straight onto Facebook as well. So it seems like all the time they are becoming closer and closer. And like I said, eventually they want those messaging systems to be the exact same. So now the question is being asked, can you even separate the two anymore? Is that even possible? Is that what they're trying to do? Make it so that you can't? Base well, <laughs> I don't know if it was that planned out by Facebook, but it is very possible that it was. They well, are I, integrating the two. I remember when, two. like, I I was at basically a time when I wasn't going on Facebook at all. I just didn't care to go on there. It wasn't great for me. And then right around then, um, Instagram like automatically updated, and the next time I opened it, it said Instagram from Facebook. You know what I mean? Like yes. They, they slap <laughs> Facebook on the loading screen. Yeah, and just I just so think... you remember. <laughs> well, that's right, and I think a lot of people you know, stopped using Facebook as maybe their main mode of social media and used Instagram a bit more. So Facebook is also saying, like, there's no guarantees that Facebook is going to be able to stand on its own without Instagram anymore. Because I think especially that whole group of younger generations are yeah, all they, on Instagram not and not on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's another potential problem that Facebook is raising. Like, you're, you could potentially be destroying the company by um, doing this. And Facebook has not said whether or not it's a possibility. They're being completely silent on the question of whether or not it's even possible to separate Instagram and Facebook from each other. So all very interesting. Another interesting uh, topic under this is um, 
the globalization of Facebook and Instagram. So obviously, it's an American company, and it's uh, the American government who would who are suing them for being a monopoly. But Facebook and Instagram are worldwide. In all the different countries that Facebook is in, they are possibly competing with different social media apps. Right. Right. Because just because Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat are the main four in America, there's always other apps that they could be competing against in other countries. So there's also lots of discussion on whether or not the American government should have the power to break up a company that is worldwide and affecting the whole world uh, because That's they see it as a monopoly. Yeah, that could that could even cause some like diplomacy issues and stuff because if um, you know, Facebook went down, then other companies like China has a Facebook version, like WeChat. Yeah. Would that not just rise in power? And you have all those like satellite nations and proxy countries that would be, you know, choosing the American country uh, and the American program. That's exactly right. So some people are saying it might even be a better political move for Facebook to remain together and intact as like a strong American (laughs) company um, because its main competitor is TikTok, which we know that, yeah, yeah, and the American government has said they've had many problems with TikTok. They claimed they weren't going to let their citizens use TikTok anymore. That never happened. I don't... They didn't take it off like the American App Store or anything like that? I don't... Well... How do we know? Not we that I know. <laughs> they all still have TikTok. So it's not like it got the deleted. Americans, yes, they're still they, on there? Yes. It's not well, like it got deleted yeah, off heard, their phone. What I heard was that they were going to like, if you already had it, it'd be fine. But they wouldn't allow any new downloads of TikTok from the American app or app store. Okay, pause it. I'll look it up. So it was going to be banned as of November 12th of 2020. But the TikTok creator successfully blocked the U.S. app ban with a lawsuit. Wow. So they were not able to do that. So, yeah, TikTok, which (laughs) comes from China and is a major player in the social media app. And now China is getting those privacy information. So maybe Facebook and Instagram should just remain a monopoly, even if it is a monopoly. So it's a strong American company that is fighting against the Chinese company, which they're trying to do because now they have Instagram Reels, which is just trying to replace yes, TikTok. <laughs> very interesting. Instagram Stories, Instagram Reels. Yeah. I know. So um, <laughs> they in my research, I found out that it is going to take a long time for this decision to be made. So we don't have an exact time of when we're going to find out if Facebook is a monopoly and it's going to get separated or if Facebook is going to win this lawsuit, um, partially because of the presidential election and the change happening. Um, That's going to delay this a bit. And also, I think there are still debates on whether or not this should even go through, never mind if it should start to be a case in front of the Supreme Court. So. Well, it's also very interesting. It's like, okay, Facebook will continue to exist and continue to take your privacy data. But like, how often are they going to give it to the government? Like, they've they've already been, you know, times where Zuckerberg had to testify in front of Congress and like, defend the practices and not give it up. And the same with Apple, too. Like, they've tried to get information off people's phones for, you know, crimes and things like that. But Apple said, sorry, we're not going to give it to you. So it doesn't really matter if you're American or Chinese, if you're not going to give the information to your government for that is true so maybe the american government doesn't care at all about whether they have a big american company to back them 
But at the same point in time, I feel like maybe it can't hurt. Like if you just, if you are creating a void in that social media space, someone has to fill that void. And it's possible it's going to be be a monopoly that's from a different country. And then there's nothing you can do about it. Well, it's very interesting. Lots to think about for sure. Yeah, it's very interesting. And um, it kind of has shown that these laws are not made for our world now. You know, with this whole tech industry and it being so global and people are confused as to what the rules and regulations should be. It mm-hmm. seemed a lot easier when it was just you need to have two grocery stores so the price of bread can be managed between the two grocery stores. And this is such uncharted waters that no one really knows what the right Yeah, and is. different things happen to Facebook as well. Like you may have noticed um, there's less information now because of Europe European privacy laws. If you try to look at your insights, they're like, sorry. Some things are now hidden thanks to Europe, yeah. <laughs> who were successful in, in getting Facebook kind of in trouble for privacy issues. Yeah. And I do think that if the concern is privacy, if that's what if like I was saying earlier, they have to prove that they're doing harm to the consumers. And if it is um, proven that Facebook is doing harm to its consumers through privacy, maybe the better thing is to create more privacy laws and regulations versus splitting up Facebook. Maybe that needs to be the start so that mm-hmm. um, the American government and the American people can be protected a little bit more by privacies and there can just be some underlying statements that yeah, and then about if Facebook, privacy. If Facebook followed that, then any new companies that came along would, you know, Facebook's like the leader in the industry standard. So they would have to they would get have in line with that, that if Facebook did too. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that would be more productive than breaking up Facebook. I don't know. But we will well, see yeah. what happens. Certainly interesting. <laughs> we'll have to pay attention to that. But let me ask, um, what happened with Microsoft? Did, did they, they never were broken up or anything like that? They didn't suffer any penalties? So what happened in the Microsoft case is that there was actually a settlement agreement reached oh. between the two parties. So Microsoft agreed to share its application programming uh, with third-party companies so that um, other internet companies could use the Microsoft program to sell to consumers. Interesting. So that was the agreement reached. Okay, so they just they they were forced to allow other companies into their uh, operating system. Yes, basically. Yeah, instead of owning the internet, which by the way didn't work out. Yeah, maybe Internet Explorer was good until like yeah, I don't know, two thousand and eight or something. It was but the front runner. It went but... down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's probably actually really good for Microsoft that they ended up doing that in the long run. Yeah, so because... they could yeah continue. Yeah, that's right. Otherwise, right. they would have become obsolete. That was great. That was a lot of good information. And um, be back with another episode soon. Sounds good.